Hello, hello and welcome. It's Trucking Answers or welcome back. If you're coming back, hopefully you're coming back. It's the podcast to beat all podcasts where you only have to get me in your ear hole. That's the best way to get me. I'm here with my co-host Gracie who is currently sleeping on my Star Trek blanket, but she might get up at any time and uh, interject her opinion and she's probably sleeping because she looked out the window and saw what i saw which was all the snow which i came back in last night as well just north of here it was all red and of course i sat for three and a half hours waiting for a trailer beautiful i just love when that happens sit longer than it actually takes to drive back that's always nice getting back at dawn super beautiful all right and maybe a little sarcasm there either way we're up now and we're out with the podcast that comes out twice a week. Try to be Tuesday, Friday, so we'll see what we can do about that. We're going to do some trucking news, a little bit of automotive news, and the best, biggest question I get in the last two weeks is, should I use E85? And we're also going to have a reason why we don't live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet that waste our tax dollars where we have to provide dry cheese sandwiches to them because they're stupid. And so now we don't have any money to send the rest of us, regular people with regular IQs, to Mars. So that's why we do not live on, do not, do not, we donuts. Why we do not live on Mars. And we will have yet another reason why we are not on Mars shortly. I get up and look at the news, and what is it again? A bunch of trucks have slid off the road. They're in ditches, they're being pulled out, the roads are closed in the area. Because of some snow that ha- that was overnight here and in the early morning. Come on, peoples. Come on, peoples. You're killing me here, man. What is going on? And here we had a wreck here, of course. Three semis. One person stopped. The next person couldn't stop. The next person couldn't stop. You must be able to stop. All right. Well, Mark, I'm going the speed limit. It doesn't matter. All right. If you cannot, st- if traffic stops in front of you and you cannot stop, you are going too fast or you are following too close put a mile between you whatever it takes all right space it out save a few minutes of time you know so it takes a few minutes all right that is just how it is please safety should be your number one priority all the time not just because it's the right thing to do and we all want to be safe on the road or should want to be you know families maybe your family my family everybody's out there on the road i'm out there so be safe you're a professional you should want to be safe as a professional and also it can affect your career it's nice to go through your career and say yes you know i'm a safe driver and so if there's ever an issue like celadon or whatever or your place closes you don't have to explain to the next company why you have four, you know, accidents in the last couple of years for, you know, hitting the back of a truck that's in front of you. You don't want to have to be able to have to do that. It aggravates me to no end when I see trucks tailgating, which is daily, and I'm sure everybody sees that, like minute by minute. It's all the time, and it's not just FLDs that are pulling Amazon trailers, okay, with flags that have lions on them. Okay, it's a lot of different, <laughs> it's a lot of different trucks. It's company trucks, it's owner operators, it's everybody. It isn't just, oh, the new breed of drivers. No, no, no. A lot of times it's the old breed of drivers. Yeah, I've been driving 72 years and I know what I'm doing. You have no idea what you're doing, all right? Back off there, Gramps. Back off, leave some space. It's a super pet peeve of mine. And then I see all these accidents when we get a little problem like this. 
there's a bunch of accidents and that gets in the news another truck accident another truck accident right and people are like we need to do something about all these truck accidents and you know what they're right we do need to do something about these truck accidents so how about stop having them that'd be really great and here look i don't know you know there's a there's a girl apparently from utah she's 13 so got that 13 all right she goes missing where do they find her with a truck driver he's 25 they met on oculus which i didn't even know there was like peer-to-peer on that where you could like meet other people it's the facebook uh you know virtual reality thing that you put on your face and uh you know, live in. I don't understand. I don't understand. Not that I don't understand it, I guess, but I've never experienced it. And I actually didn't know you could meet other people in it. I kind of thought you were, you know, going through your own kind of um, almost first person shooter, that kind of thing, you know, adventure. But apparently you can meet other people. So she met him there and he messaged her when he showed up. I'm here. That's how they found out who it was. She disappears, and they find her and him in Wyoming somewhere. I don't remember what city. It doesn't really matter. She was, quote, in good health, and guess what he is now in? Jail. All right. I don't understand it. All right. I, she's 13. This is a kid. What are you doing? Okay, we're supposed to be nice to kids, not pick them up on Oculus. All right, so that's somebody, Creepo uh, Weepo, that needs to stay in prison, in my opinion. Come on. Come on, okay, 13, last year was 12 last year, what are you doing? That guy needs to uh, be put in prison, and the, what we do, that what I would do, is tell the other inmates what his, uh, what he's charged with, because it's funny, in prison, I've seen this on tons of these shows, there is like a code, even in prison, between the prisoners, like there's some things you don't do, like it's okay to murder somebody, but not like murder an old lady, all right, they don't like that, and also you don't mess with kids. And so the other prisoners in there will uh, deal out the justice that we are too afraid to do ourselves like we used to. But come on, right? Come on. Can we do a little age verification on some of these? Oh, my God. 13? Ugh. Come on. So the Flying J, they're going to spend a pilot Flying J, PFJ, is going to spend a billion dollars, a billion dollars, billions and billions but only one billions to renovate a bunch of their stores new foods new lot lizards new everything they're going to upgrade everything everything's going to be upgraded so that is sorely needed sorely needed and what they should do is expand and change around their parking because some of the parking especially at some older pilots is horrible there's really not enough room part of it is of course drivers are not parked straight but um you know and they, and they allow people to park. This is what I would like to see truck stops do. Many, many truck stops allow drivers to park in a no parking area, even marked no parking. And yet there's trucks parked here, parked there. They make their own spots. They're all over here. And then you can't get back into a normal spot because a goofball head is parked in a spot that isn't a spot. Oh, well, Mark, we need to park. Listen, no parking is no parking. Okay, I've told you people, you people, many times how to solve these parking problems but people are unwilling to make the change necessary to solve it i'd like to see the pilot flying j spend a billion dollars on security and tow trucks to pull people out of spots that they're not supposed to be parked in i actually think that would expand parking because some drivers can park in an old parking spot and block several other 
legit spots because of where they're parked. So if they won't move, tow them away. That's what I would like to see happen. It's interesting in Washington State, there was just a regulation. It's going to Inslee, right? I think is the governor there, to sign. And what it says is that port facilities must provide bathrooms. Reasonable, I think it says reasonable bathrooms at locations that are safe for people that are waiting in line or whatever, even though they're inside the gate already. Now, what is interesting is what it was included in this bill. Also, it said shippers and receivers must provide bathrooms. That part was taken out. Okay, and I think that's pretty interesting. Ironically, OIDA and ATA both support this bill. So, uh, big enemies working together. I don't know if they're enemies, but working together on this bill. Uh, but the shipper-receiver part is was taken out. And Louis Pugh, right, from OIDA said, you know, I, I can't believe it. I can't, he goes, I can't tell you the number of times I went to a facility and couldn't use the bathroom, even though they might have had one or whatever. And I'll tell you, I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of hearing about this kind of thing. And it has been going on forever. He's right. He's been driving a lot longer than me. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm just a pup compared to that guy. And um, he's right. It's always been. There's been places that just won't let you use the bathroom. It just depends where you are. Some do, some don't. And I think it's ridiculous. And I think the only solution is to not go to places that don't let you, let you use the bathroom. I really do. I really think that drivers are too timid and just won't take any action on stuff that needs to be taken action on. Yeah, you, we, I do try to shame them, but that takes a lot of time. And so I can only get to a few at a time, you know, where you got to wait and see if they'll respond and do this, all this stuff. How about we don't go there? I mean, is it is it time to just take that kind of action? You know, they get this. it's the same with this convoy. The people rot, rotating around D.C. and stuff. How about don't that whole time you're going, don't haul freight? You know, I mean, that is a solution. But any place that does not have a ship, a receiver, shipper that doesn't have a bathroom, you shouldn't go anymore. You tell your company, look, I'm not going here anymore. They won't let me use the bathroom, and that's not that's a health problem, and so I'm done. Well, Mark, I'm a company driver. Well, you know what? If your company couldn't send any driver there, they would have to take action. The only reason that they still send people is because you'll go there. I mean, let's be honest about it. The power is always in the people. Power to the people. Power is always in the people to withhold their labor, and that is how you get change. Places without a bathroom should be posted all over the internet and no one should show up there anymore. <clears throat> now, when I went to Walmart distribution centers, I do remember they did have bathrooms. They would usually have like a little break room and I assume that's still going on. So that's okay. But I think it's really a problem at a lot of these places. And let's be honest. The solution is to not go there. The solution is to not go. We've become a country though of you know many company drivers who are afraid to do anything away from what their company tells them but this this isn't just like oh i'm i want to raise or i'm not going to go make delivery this is a human you know thing this is a dignity problem and it's actually a health problem you know and so i think that you have every right even though i'm not an attorney all right to say Look, I can't go somewhere without a bathroom. I got to I got to do the peepees. You know, I'm not going to just sit there 8, 10, 12 hours or or I got to make a major transaction, you know, without having some kind of bathroom facility. It takes away my humanity and it's it's just not healthy. And so, and I would send it to him in writing. So I'm not going to be able to go here 
because there's no bathroom facilities and so see where that goes and then stick to it write it down post it all over the internet and stick to it that's the only way this changes because we can't even get just in one lousy state of washington the uh you know the legislature to put this and they passed the bathroom thing 97 one okay for the ports so why they would strike it out for shippers and receivers is just beyond me now this was uh brought up on my award-winning live show on monday at 12 30 and remember by the way change your clocks this weekend of course it depends when you're actually listening to this so this is weekend clock change time be sure to spring forward but we will still be on at 12 30 daylight savings time <laughs> eastern all right on monday so that's how we're going to do that so please everybody be be on time i will also try to be on time so companies starting in a couple of months will not be required to have you fill out that form that says how many accidents or tickets you got in the last year all right, that's totally fair. Now, and somebody posted in the chat, hey, this, uh, the companies are the prohibited from asking you for this, uh, you know, in the future. They won't, they can't ask you for this. That is, in fact, not the case. All right, here's how the law is going to work. That in the future, companies will not be required to have you fill out the yearly, you know, annual MVR form that says, I had this many tickets and I had this many accidents or whatever in the last year and then sign it. They still can, though. Okay, it doesn't prohibit companies from getting the information. All it does is say companies don't have to do it, and they don't have to keep those records for the government. A company, though, can always have a rule that is more strict than a regulation. They just can't have one that is less strict. So if your company decides, you know what, we're still going to have you fill this out every year, they can still make you fill it out. Okay, as part of what they do with their company as a company driver. Now, as an owner operator, you'll probably make that decision yourself. I get that. But most people listening are company drivers. And so it doesn't say to a company, hey, uh, Covenant or, you know, insert name of company here, you can no longer ask people for this form. I don't know why I was thinking about Covenant. I saw one yesterday. <laughs> so you can't make drivers fill this form out. No. No, no. What they're saying is, hey, companies and, you know, every registered, you know, carrier, you do not have to have people fill this out and you do not have to keep those records for us. But a company, and I assume actually here, Ryan, they will still do it. Uh, a company can still say, all right, every year on your anniversary or however they do it, that's how they do it here. Uh, here's a form. It ends up in my folder. That's generally what they do. And you just put it back in there, sign it, put it back in. And they will probably still do it. And they're still allowed to do it. They are allowed to. They just don't have to for the government. Gub. G-O-B. Government. So that's how that works. I want to get to the most asked question I probably had in the last, you know, two to four weeks for people. Mark, I want to use E85. Gas is so expensive. It's way more than I can afford. I, E85 is cheap. I want to use it. I want to love it. I want to pour it all over myself. I want to pour some sugar on me. I want E85. All right. So you look at the pump and you go, wow, E85 is so cheap. Sometimes it's a dollar cheaper, whatever, 80 cents a gallon. And you're like, wow, a gallon? That's way cheaper money. It'll cost me, you know, eight, 10, 15 dollars less to fill up my car. Maybe more, depending if you have like a pickup truck or something. Well, let me tell you, not so fast there, buckaroo. 
here's the thing with E85, and this has been a problem in society, and I've always been disappointed by it. Gasoline and vehicle fuels and all that should never be sold by volume. They should have always been sold by energy content. You should have, you should be buying energy, not volume. But we do buy it in volume. And so a gallon of gas and a gallon of E85 is not the same thing, even though it's still a gallon. One has a different amount of energy because so it takes X amount of energy to move your vehicle down the road. And so if your tank has less energy in it, it will not go as far because you use that energy up faster because there isn't as much of it. Okay, so E85 has about 71.4% the energy of gasoline for the same volume. So imagine that for every gallon of E85, you're only getting 0.714 gallons of gasoline equivalent. Although that may not be that easy to understand, here is what is easy to understand on how to figure out if E85 is a good purchase for you. Number one, your vehicle has to be a flex fuel vehicle. It will usually say this on the back of the car somewhere. Uh, it will sometimes say it on the dash where the gas gauge is. And always it has it when you open the little door to fill it up or pull the license plate down in your Malibu. Um, the... Uh, it will have it there, it'll say it there, and it'll be yellow around the inlet, okay, and say E85 on it, and that's how you know you can use it. If it is not E85 compliant, do not use E85, all right, so that's the first thing. Now we need to know, is the price right? It, did, did we get a right price? Currently today, gasoline here is $4.25 a gallon, all right, I just checked. So what's a good price for E85? Well, we should multiply the price of gasoline by 0.7. 70%. That's about that's about break even on it, okay, because of the lower energy content. So today's E85 price should be $2.98. The thing is, E85 is 4.15. It's only 10 cents off of up the price of gas. Now, you may think you are saving 10 cents my friend, you are not saving anything. You are getting totally hosed on that. All right, I've always thought corn should be for eating and not for powering your car anyway. One benefit of E85, I suppose, in the winter is that it has a very low freeze point, unlike gasoline. We're looking at minus 140 on or so on good E85. It won't freeze. But today's price at 415 here in town no way today at 425 for gas it needs to be 298 that's a break even where you're like all right for three bucks i'll use it instead of the 425 just to cost less to fill it up even though it's only going to get you the same amount of distance so <clears throat> it's a break even at that point otherwise no and i don't see anybody in town here just looking on a few apps there's nobody even close to three dollars in the e85 here maybe in some states it might be better price it isn't here, and as of today, it's not worth using right here in town. The other thing now with new cars so hard to find is, is a new car actually a good deal? You know what? I've I've always thought that a certified used car, a really low mileage certified used car, is probably a better deal than even a new car. Especially on a luxury brand. Alright, especially on a luxury brand. For instance, Jaguar has a seven-year, 100,000-mile, no-deductible warranty on their certified used cars. It includes towing, 
rental car, uh, gas, film, gas, roadside assistance, all, that's all included. So if you can find a low mileage one, which there was an XE a year old with 3,800 miles on it, you then get a better warranty, which is six-year 70 powertrain on a new car. You get a better warranty than new. Many, many vehicles do this. When I got my Sonic <clears throat> years ago, it was one year old. And at that time, the Chevy GM certified used warranty was thusly. You got two-year, 24,000-mile bumper-to-bumper coverage and five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage. And the... Uh, and the 224 was after the 336 warranty expired, which my car already had 41,000 miles on it in one year. So it was beyond that. But I got two more years and a long powertrain. I got almost the same warranty as buying the thing new. Uh, and I thought that's a pretty good deal. And uh, it had a couple of problems that they fixed under warranty. No problem. Actually, since the warranty has been up, it hasn't had any issues, which is somewhat ironic. But uh, yeah, so that's a great deal. And you can do this on a lot of cars. We've had several certified used cars. I really like the idea of getting a low mileage uh, certified car if you're going to keep it and put a lot of miles on it. Now, Mercedes has, I think it's a one or two year unlimited mileage warranty. So for you road warriors or people are putting a ton of miles, if you go get a Mercedes certified used car, the mileage, it's an unlimited mileage warranty on the car, which is amazing. There are people that put a lot of miles on their car. What if you're somebody who puts 50,000 miles on your car? That's way better than the new car warranty. All right, because you may roll up the new warranty in a year. But this, if you had a two-year unlimited mileage warranty, you'd get that second year that you wouldn't get on the new car because you'd have run through the new car warranty already. So I would strongly recommend people look, especially now, I see them all over, for a certified used car. And don't get bamboozled and flimflammed into a certified car like CarMax says, oh, a certified car. That doesn't mean anything. That just means they certify that the car's used. A certified car has to be the make of the car from the selling dealer. All right, so Link certified Lincoln is only sold at Lincoln dealers. Because a Nissan dealer has an a MKZ that they go, oh, it's Nissan certified, that doesn't mean crap, okay? That doesn't mean anything. You must go to the selling dealer to get the warranty because what they're doing at, you know, some other brand dealer, whether it's used or new or whatever, they're slapping on an aftermarket warranty, generally charging you for it, and those are never good. Never get a third-party warranty on a car. You want the dealer warranty so that it's good at all dealers all around the country. No problem. And I will tell you, I've had a number of certified cars over the years. Dealers are very good about taking care of it. Or at least they have been with me. No problems. And I totally recommend it. And when I was selling cars, they sold third-party warranties there, and those were garbage. Okay, they denied every claim. No matter what the claim was, they didn't. Oh, denied. Denied, 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 denied. Then you got to go fight with somebody. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get these third-party warranties. Get a certified car from the manufacturer of that car. 
And even though it says they do a hundred, oh, we do a hundred seventy-two point check, and they don't do any checks. Just to let you know, most places just fill that form out that they did the checks and throw it in the car. And usually the cars are not checked. They might run it through a wash so that it looks good. So they'll have the porter run it through the car wash and sit it out on a lot and fill a sheet out that says they checked everything. So. But still, you're still okay because you're getting the certified warranty. I still think you should do a long test drive always on a used car. But you don't necessarily have to take it to a mechanic because the dealer, uh, you know, the manufacturer is going to fix that car for you under the warranty. So you, you don't have any issues that way. So if you're looking for a car, maybe certified, maybe a certified car is the way to go. And the higher end you go on the car, the better the certified warranty is, making it a, actually a, not a bad deal. So yeah, you spend a few thousand dollars more maybe for a, what would be a luxury brand, but you're getting a way better warranty. They're going to cover the car longer, usually without a deductible, with more coverages and stuff. A great deal. A really good way to get a used car, especially right now in this market. Well, I think we now go to Kansas City, Kansas, where a dude is sitting in his cinder block apartment, basement apartment. And he doesn't have a lot of money, but he, so he's just sitting around. He's got his card table there and his metal folding chair, and he's watching his black and white TV with one channel that just sort of comes in a little bit of staticky, but he likes to watch Sally, Jesse, Raphael every day. And he's sitting there eating chili, you know, those Hormel, those cans of chili or whatever, because he's got some of that. And uh, so he's chowing that down and he's like, you know what? As dudes do, he says, I need some money. Now, some people might think, well, I'll just go get a job. But not this dude, right? He's way ahead of all of us. Way ahead of us. He's like, I will wait for nightfall and go get some stuff. <clears throat> so he waits and watches the rest of Sally, finishes up his chili and crackers, and then waits and waits. And then it's dark and he goes off to the store. But the store's closed. Ha ha. You see, that's where these geniuses are way ahead of us. We don't have any idea what we're doing. We're suckers going to work every day. So he breaks in the store. Now he doesn't know when he breaks in, he sets off a silent alarm. All right. So he gets in the store and he's rooting around in there, getting some stuff, filling up his pockets and a bag that he brought with him. I don't know if it's paper or plastic. They didn't say and then he hears the cops and he's like, holy mackerel, the cops are here. So he goes and hides and the cops can't find him. But remember earlier in our story, this comes back to haunt him now because even though he's hiding, he's still making noise, according to a police report. His chili uh, has come back on him and is currently leaving his body at an increased rate because it has fermented and it is making noise like noises i think we all understand where i'm headed here and the police hear this which has got to be hilarious to them i wish i had a dash cam footage or a, a body cam footage of this uh but i don't and they find him hiding and take him down to the station. I don't know who had to take him in what car. I assume they left the window open for him. And the moral of the story, do not eat like 10 cans of Hormel chili, even though it's delicious, because you might have some kind of issue like this. And that gave him away. And so 
there is yet another uh, dank cinder block apartment for rent and another person is in jail and that is another reason why i can't get to mars because now what is going to happen the kansas city uh you know people uh, will have to support this guy in prison ironically he may get chilly in jail which is somewhat funny i don't know if it's provided by hormel <laughs> the same people that provide you with spam uh so i don't know who brings the chili to the jail uh you could also make toilet chili as jail chili right as they do in jail and uh, that's for another episode maybe we'll give that recipe out when we do our cooking podcast on how to cook in a stainless steel toilet but uh for now for now this guy's in jail and the lease is up on his cinder block apartment and it's just a real problem because i'm waiting waiting to get to mars and I just can't get there because there's just too many dumb people. Dumb people. Now, I want to remind people before we go, don't go anywhere, right? March 25th, 26th, I'll be at the Mid-America Trucking Show. It's actually open Thursday the 24th, but I'm not going to be there that day. I'll be walking around the 25th. And then the 26th at 11.15 a.m., unbelievably, they are having me speak there for a whole hour on the pro talk stage in the east wing so come out and see me i'm on the website if you can hardly believe that go to the mid-america trucking show website and events and education and i'm actually there on saturday so listed there that's pretty incredible um i don't know if i if they know what they've gotten themselves into or if i know what i've gotten myself into but either way we're going to be at the mid-america truck show go over here anyway so i hope to see everybody there come on out say hello Say hello because I don't know what you look like. I only get you through uh, the little, little teeny tiny uh, avatar, and it may not even be a picture. So please come up and say hello, and it should be a lot of fun. Otherwise, we'll see you live on the show, live show on YouTube at 12:30 p.m. on Monday, and be sure to set your clocks forward so that you don't have any issues with that. So thanks for listening. Be safe out there, and we'll be back soon with another Trucking Answers podcast.